Welcome into a special edition podcast of the Tailgate. Uh, joined by Thomas at Torn Label Brewery. Uh, it's our second of the brewery tours that we're doing around Kansas City. We'll also be doing some uh, distilleries and whatnot. But uh, Torn Label is one of, I know, mine and Ty's and I assume I Duncan's favorite now. breweries in town. So mm-hmm. figured we'd hit up that, that next on our tour. And Thomas, here's a big... Uh, I mean, NBA fan. Yeah, NBA-centric. Yeah. I'm, I'm a sports guy in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not as big of a football fan as I used to be, but in normal world, I will take your money in fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> like, My guy, one, right there. I won uh, a league five years in a row. One of oh, them, wow. four years in a row. Dynasty. And uh, the first year I didn't make the playoffs, did not get invited back. Go figure. <laughs> Shocking. Taking That's people's money like that. That win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout oh, out yeah. to Max and Caitlin I, who hate people that I win. Deeds <laughs> you. They all had kids, so be like, oh man, tell your kids they got one less gift, and it came to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas, why don't you give us a quick history of the brewery here? All right, yeah. So Torn Label is a little bit over five and a half years old as of right now. Um, yeah, in, in normal world, we would have probably just come out of like a taproom anniversary. Mm. Um, and yeah, we're on the patio of the tap room. That's that's where all of the services nowadays. Mm. Uh, when you guys pulled up, you probably saw a little construction on the front of the building. Mm-hmm. We're working on a new tap room that'll be over there. Oh, that's really cool. Um, yeah. An aspect of this place has always been distribution focused, which mm. is uh, is part of how Ty and I know each other so yeah. well. Um, he distributed our beer in Kansas, and then now is part of an account that we sell a fair amount of beer to over here in Missouri. And, and, you know, distribution and businesses uh, like that have always been a big part of our plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alpha Paleo, we're, we're really missing out on you, just like a great yeah. base beer. You're losing. In city. Uh, losing it life. We pulled it from the wall because we had that mm-hmm. like weird thing happen with COVID and we couldn't really like get some stuff off the wall. And we had a lot of kegs that we were sitting on before we could buy new kegs going through. And so for the, about a month process, it was like off the wall. And there were so many people that were irate with us. Like, I mm-hmm. only come here to get... <laughs> Torn Label Alpha, and I can't get it. Where is it? And we're like, we're sorry. Uh, <laughs> we can't buy beers right now. Yeah. And then when it came back, it was like, when it came back, it was like this like, breath of fresh air. Like, finally, like, we're back to back to making money and back to getting everything done, going. Uh, speaking of navigating the pandemic, uh, what are things that uh, Torn Labels had to adapt to to survive during this these tough times? So the biggest thing immediately is that, uh, you know, it used to be impressive the way that our splits are. And when I say splits, I mean the division between where we sell beer in package versus where we sell beer in draft. We, uh, yeah, we're kind of an outlier. We ran a 50-50 split. <clears throat> so that means, you know, that week in March, we essentially lost 50% of our business overnight. <laughs> it was really tough because they're all people, um, yeah, I, I equate it to be my job in normal world is like being a guest star on a sitcom. Like, I show up and there's like this round of applause. It's like happy time guy. I come with free beers. <laughs> yeah. You know, I try to be friends with everybody, you know, and I get to be part of these little families for, you know, an hour a week and kind of cheer style. Norm! Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Excited, yeah. And uh, that just went away overnight. And so we went into this weird world of, what do we do with all this draft beer? And, you know, we figured that out. And after that, it was, okay, how much more do we can? And, you know, we figured that out for the most part. There's new challenges that come up all the time. But 
the biggest thing was losing draft beer. Um, mm. I can't wait for that to come back because that means I get to go back to, you know, like you said, being normal. Going <laughs> 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 around. Uh, what is your favorite uh, Torn Label beer overall? So, yeah, Ty mentioned it. Alpha's the bread and butter here. <clears throat> Alpha's got to be the choice. Uh, really partial to this new beer you guys are drinking. It's mm-hmm. called The Art of Mischief. Ooh. And it's a hazy pale ale, mm-hmm. uh, 5.7%. We use a southern hemisphere hop called Motueka and a nice, like, American heritage hop called Summit. That's uh, We had a crop with a really good pop on it, so mm-hmm. we wanted to use that. But It's almost kind of tropical. Uh, a little bit. Super yeah. tropical. Little bit. Yeah. yeah. I just, like, I, I love, like, the, I was, like, getting, like, notes of, like, pineapple and, like, guava mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that. Like, yeah. just, like, coming through on the basin. Yeah, New Zealand's really fun for hops. But, yeah, Alpha Pale Ales, uh, that's where our bread's buttered. Um, that's by far my favorite because big flavor, but you can drink a ton of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I need both quality and quantity, and that's the beer that can give it to you. An easy sipper. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, don't you guys uh, change around that hot bill every now and then just to kind of experiment? Or uh, no, that's Hang 'em High, isn't it? Hang 'em High yeah. is it's it's a beer where we've changed it every time. There have been like secret, you know, little tests with uh, Alpha where we've yeah. done like there was a batch of like Super Alpha where yeah. just like this beer we used a, a Southern Hemisphere hop and gave it a little bit of extra stuff. But mm. you know, Alpha is it's been the same ninety percent of the time. <laughs> Occasionally, we like to use a different yeast, which will change and transform the appearance of the beer as well as something like the ester profile that the yeast gives off. But Alpha's, you know, yeah. Alpha's, uh, it, it helps pay for me to work here. <laughs> so Alpha's money. it's going to be my favorite beer, you know. Uh, any other new releases besides the one that we ha- we're drinking today that uh, you can potentially preview for us here? Yeah. Uh, there's one that I, I wish we had, we just finished packaging. I saw it back there. It doesn't even have, like, a real name yet. Okay. But it had a really funny name on the bottle. Uh, you're probably familiar with our year-round beer, House Brew. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So House Brew, we make with Dalmaeus. We use their coffee in it. One time I told this <coughs> terrible joke here. And I was like, Travis, I love House Brew, but I'm waiting for the mansion. And so then we made an Imperial Stout version of House Brew, which is what I'm drinking. It's called mm-hmm. Mansion Brew. Awesome. Nice. And we had some oak barrels from Lifted Spirits around the corner that we put some mansion brew in, I think about 18 months ago. Yeah. And he just pulled it off, blended it with some mansion brew that we still had on hand and a little bit of house brew and some extra coffee. And on the bottles, it just says estate brew. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about that. We'll have some barrel age release in the future. We just came out with uh, Trip Dog, which is uh, Belgian style Trapel. Awesome. Uh, our CEO thought that he remembered a story from Belgium about how when you have like three or four beers in the night this mysterious dog appears beneath your feet that you trip over because you're hammered but whenever i went to google it i couldn't find that so we might have just come up with our own concept <laughs> awesome that is spectacular you know uh, so yeah use that if you fall over yeah. drunk um but yeah other than that uh Damn dog we- <laughs> came out of nowhere God. why did you look at me first duncan <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> we all know it is but like beer beer adjacent another big thing for us you're talking about like pivots because of covid um we're selling a lot of product through liquor stores and the thing that liquor stores are selling the most of is seltzer so we actually mm-hmm. made a seltzer oh, cool. it was based on a beer that we had done previously called high tie so it was a seltzer that was it was modeled after a mai tai okay. interesting so, 
Um, Sorry, I, I yelled a lot during the Chiefs game last night, so if I sound like I'm going through puberty, that's why. <laughs> oh, you got a bug. Oh. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> that comes with puberty, too, apparently. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's like a Mai Tai then. Yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, it's still a seltzer, so it's like really <clears throat> subdued, you know, like a LaCroix, but it gets you drunk or whatever. What's up, Rafi? Um, it gets you drunk. But yeah, Don't it's it it's, uh, it's a really flavorful <laughs> seltzer with, with <laughs> oh, no. almond, cherry, Ooh. and lime. Ooh. Oh, man, yeah. that sounds right. That sounds really good. Yeah, that yeah. sounds delicious. We'll have more yeah. coming out within the end of the, before the end of the month. End of the month. Cool. Nice. Yes. Oh, that uh, is good. One last uh, formal question. We like to kind of have a fun sports-related question. Uh, we're going to actually start it to be a regular segment on the show, even when we don't have guests. But, uh, oh, we got guests. What is – Oh, that's a state brew right on. <laughs> yes. Oh. This game, this game I was sucks. just thinking to myself, like, <laughs> what are we doing? I am uh, so man, excited. This is, this is a terrible Beer. job. Gosh. I am so excited. <laughs> but uh, what is one – Hot and spicy sports take that you will die on a hill defending. I mean, I'm really glad I wasn't saying this when Rafi just walked up because he loves college basketball. But I would say that the biggest gap between the professional version and the college version of a sport is in basketball. And college basketball is just terrible. I mean, I just don't. I just, it's... Those poor rims, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's Beating tough in all this day. town because it's this is more of a college basketball town than it right. is. Uh, I was NBA, gonna say that's obviously. a hill to die on in this and city, yeah. For oh, me, for sure. For me as a sports fan moving here, I was like, Man, I'm more of an I'm more of a college football fan mm-hmm. and NBA fan. Mm-hmm. So moving to a town that's more NFL football <laughs> and college basketball is just it's maddening talking to people about college basketball. I'm like, it's such a bad product. You were, oh. you were 100% right, Diane. But yeah, that to that end, like the people who like college basketball love to ask me to change the channel oh. at different times during the year. <laughs> yeah. So one of my favorite things to do during college football season is to throw on the KU game and be like, oh, but you guys always want to watch college sports, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> college football, right there. Got yeah. college the, football the local team, at its finest. Right? Got that Les Miles guy wears tracksuits or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. Eats grass yeah. and stuff, you know? I Lose just him. can't. Lose by 37 <laughs> yeah. this past week, right? Yeah, I, 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 was, I, was at a, I was at the other place in Overland Park watching, because Kansas State and Kansas played at the same time. Mm-hmm. And KU was down, I think, 38 nothing or something at this point. And uh, they had a 25, 30-yard run by Puka Williams that put them into almost to the red zone. And it was the biggest run they'd had all day. And there was like four or five Jayhawk fans on the other side of the bar, and they started doing the Rock, Hawk, the rock Chalk chant. And I, I, it's, it took everything. It was the K-State game was on. was that commercial at the point. And uh, it took everything I had not to yell. I was like, can you at least wait till basketball season before you subject me to this? Like, yeah. I know I'll take I'll take it then, but right. not right now. Come yeah. on. Yeah, during basketball season, I will change every television in the restaurant because that's what you want because you don't want to turn your head six feet to the left. Like, I, Ouch. that's what ends up happening every yep. single time. Uh, I want it on this television. Sir, it is six inches to its left. Yeah, I want but it on I want that. That, one. That, that TV back there doesn't have the game on it. <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. I, that said, we are going to move into some NBA talk. Uh, obviously, the Lakers are up on the uh, Miami Heat, two to one uh, game. Yeah, Jimmy first, first player ever in a playoffs game to outscore, rebound, and assist LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> wow. I yeah. saw that. I saw that stat too. Yeah. It was a wild game. 
Jimmy Butler is a beautiful psychopath, though. <laughs> he is a psychopath. I love that man. I, I want I want to buy some big face coffee merch. Yes. Like, yes. I'm an enormous, enormous, enormous Jimmy Butler fan. The Sixers are just up. like sure they essentially they get to have a much better coach because they didn't re-sign Jimmy Butler. But man, wouldn't more... you rather have Jimmy Butler and Doc Rivers? Yeah, they could have yeah, had yeah, that. Too. Yeah, yeah, and you know. Instead, Tobias they Harris, have Al Horford instead. Yeah, <laughs> Tobias Harris and Al For- Horford are, are fine NBA players, but one of the biggest They're problems in the NBA is that the way the salary cap goes when it, when it expands is that nobody occupies the middle ground between what used to be the max and yep. what just became the max. Right. Yep. Like, nobody falls nope. in there. And that's where both of them belong. <laughs> yes. But instead, I believe they're going to make yep. over $350 million combined for the duration of their contracts, that's which actual. is probably a bad they're call. Un- they're untradeable. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing. I see all these Sixers That's Tobias Harris' contract. Like, He's garbage. Well, Horford's worse. Horford wasn't even starting by the end of the year, and he was averaging like six points a game. Oh, like, man. how do you trade that? Who's going to say, yeah, I want to add Hall Horford for the rest of that contract? And the crazy thing is that they're going to go up against the Celtics (laughs) for a while, right? Like, hopefully for a while, if the Sixers can keep up, right? (laughs) They would have done better versus the Celtics if Al Horford was still a Celtic. It would have been better for them. Yeah. And the Celtics were better. They they listened to Al Horford's demand for a contract and said, yeah, no, we're not willing to trade, or we're not willing to pay top you 10? that. 30, 31 million a year, 10. I think, is what he's getting. No. He looked good on Saturday. They're 31 years yeah. old, or 30, yeah, 32, 33 years old, actually, now. And mm. you're, it, his production just doesn't match what he wants to be paid. That's another super wild thing about the NBA is when you watch it, and as you slowly get older, you see somebody who's younger than you that's complete trash, <laughs> and you just feel horrible about yourself. <laughs> Al Horford's like my age, and I'm like, yeah, he's old. And he, uh, I'm old. Yeah, I'm uh, old. Man, damn it. I have, I have multiple years on Al Horford, and I still call him a bum. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad, man. Hey, man. He made that decision, and honestly, like, if his, if his cap number went down, Boston would have re-signed him, which would have been fine because it's – the role that he would have played is whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, he's he's way overpaid. And, uh, yeah, he gets to be coached by Doc Rivers, another former Celtic now. Uh, I'm a person – it, it does that. Yeah, it does uh, that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not huge on the fit, honestly, of Doc Rivers. With, and we, with and we discussed Sixers. it a little bit earlier this week because I, I said I oh, that was – need more X's and O's coach, less, <laughs> less motivational, hopefully this – I mean – Doc's only, it's only really worked for Doc when he had veterans that really wanted to win a title. Yeah. And I and I gave I gave the Sixers credit for they went for the jumping. Guy. They went their guy. They they saw the guy they wanted. They jumped yeah. after him. I mean, At least they didn't go for Ty Lue, is which what I said. Which what, the memes would have been funny after every big loss. <laughs> would have had the Iverson step over. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but they they made the right decision I guess going for the guy that they wanted but I never trust a decision coaching wise that the Sixers make just because oh golly when when have they really made a right decision and like I think the best decision I think the only good decision I can think of in the last 25 years is when they drafted Allen Iverson that's uh and arguably MB but even then you look at fit and everything and it's just I don't know Doc Rivers is an all NBA first team is he good coach? 
Like, is he good? The, the question yeah. at the end. Yeah, the question, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. He's the only coach in NBA history to blow th- two three-one leads in the playoffs. We did the best we could. Only we did one. the best. It was, it was nothing, nothing we could do. Nothing we could do. That's basketball, guys. Sometimes you just sometimes oh, it doesn't bounce your way when you have two superstars in their primes <laughs> against a team with one superstar and one up-and-coming star. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, oh, I don't, I'm not. I'm not overly sold on that. But hey, I'm more sold on it than the entire team of the Nets Ooh. trying to coach the team. Oh uh, yeah, that was that was a super uh, weird comment, man. <laughs> Kyrie and yeah, if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Kyrie and Durant went on Durant or uh, were on Durant's podcast, and uh, Kyrie said that they don't have just one head coach; they have multiple, and the team will be coached by Kyrie, Durant, Jacques Vaughn, and Steve Nash. Which I want to know exactly what was going through Steve Nash's head when he heard that. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear that. The, yeah, you don't want that. No, no that, that seems like one of those situations where if you have two starting quarterbacks, that means you don't have any, any. starting quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Bears have two starting quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> Big <laughs> Nope, never mind. Yeah. We said it like five times last week. Big, Big Nick. Nick. <laughs> Limp. Uh, <laughs> you being a Cleveland fan, me being a Celtics fan, we've we've had to we've had to deal with Kyrie's little antics and yeah. he does like to think he's this galaxy brain crazy how can you be galaxy flat brain and you're playing earth flat earth <laughs> exactly flat earth he is super like, he's super wild uh, i've only seen one nba regular season game in person and it was a nuggets celtics game when kyrie was on the celtics and when you see uh, players in person there's the whole eye test thing, right? And, yep. like, the two players that had – they passed the eye test in, like, different opposing ways as superstars, to me, were Kyrie Irving and Nikola Jokic. <laughs> Kyrie Irving, like, looked like he was playing with a yo-yo when he was dribbling the ball, and he's just <laughs> moving hard. completely differently. It is absurd. Yeah. It yeah. was amazing. And then Nikola Jokic was like – it was like he was moving through jello, but <laughs> it was like he was the sun. Yeah. Right? Like everything <laughs> rotated around him. Yep. Back then it was it was what, two years ago? So mm-hmm. somebody would bring the ball up the court and he would post up at the top of the key, mm-hmm. get the ball, and that would essentially start the offense. Yep. This year yep. they just went straight into like him bringing the ball up the court. Yep. You know? Kyrie's amazing. He's lost a little bit of weight, and he's not quite fat Jokic anymore, but he's still fat Jokic. <laughs> but it still, it still does blow my mind, like, how he does run that offense sometimes. Yeah. And he's so quick in passing. Yeah. It seems like, nope, there, there you go. Hot potato. Yeah, it's unreal. That was a hot take I saw online was that he got too skinny. Really? That's that's why, you know, they couldn't, well, couldn't quite get there. The, uh, he's got too skinny. The, the Nuggets claimed <laughs> that when he got back to the bubble, his weight loss literally was, like, under 10 pounds. It was only, like six pounds or seven pounds i want to say but it looked drastic drastic in the pictures it does look drastic so it might be adding muscle but i don't know I, i'm never gonna say it, it's a it's a mistake for a guy to get in shape i think in the oh, long absolutely. haul it's gonna be good for his career oh it's just it's just a matter of how he lost the weight like those pictures <laughs> pictures with the uh, noted noted anti-vaxxer novak Jokovic, like high-fiving you know, and then like, you know, all of a sudden, like, oh my god, he lost so much weight. It's like, yeah, they both had COVID. <laughs> I mean, he lost his, uh, he lost about a COVID fifteen, and they yeah. said no, it was like seven pounds. Like, really? Like, yeah. the guy before the break? I don't buy. I honestly don't buy that. If you look at how he came back, you're like, he looks significantly yeah. skinnier. But 
He played incredibly in these playoffs. And Jokic is on his is on the come up, and I'm oh, I'm here he, for it. He I'm might, here for the fat guy prime. Yeah. He might oh, be yeah. the best big man in the NBA. As far as overall skill, for sure, he's yeah. the most skilled by far. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like Embiid's probably considered better, but Embiid gets gassed after like thirty minutes, less than less than thirty well, minutes. So. Well, not to mention if you flick uh, him on the shoulder, like he's gonna miss a game. Like he's, Giannis, he's injury prone. He's like a tweener big man though. Like he like okay, he, he's, he's, he's got the height. Does, yeah, he's got the he height. does the yeah. He's got but the height of a big man, but he's still like man. he the ball handling of a guy that plays outside and like he's still a wing. Wing. Even though he does I mean, occupy Greek, the paint. Greek freak, man. Yeah. You're a Greek freak. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's a freak. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're saying, like, true five, right? Yeah, a true like, five, oh, yes. True five, yes. true five, hard five. Because, like, yeah, yeah, Embiid had been that guy. And, you know, it just – it that whole conversation comes down to how you look at Anthony Davis. Mm. For sure. And Anthony Davis is a four. Yeah. So, I agree with you on Jokic. I can't think yeah. of anybody else, yeah. you know. Yeah, Embiid's the only one that would be in that narrative. But I – if I'm starting a franchise – I'm not touching Embiid, and I'm going straight Jokic and, as far as if I have to pick a five. And we're also and for sure. coming yeah. into the NBA, what we're talking about now, what's, what's current, Bam Adebayo might be Ooh. another one of those guys who you're going to throw on that man. short list. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see as far that. as the league is going, I think he fits what teams want to do more than Embiid and a lot of guys. But, yeah, Jokic is still head, head and shoulders number one. Yeah. Uh, let's move on into NFL talk. Uh, we had a – well, Ty and I had a hell of a week in picks. Five and one each. Ooh, uh, yeah. Duncan. I got aggressive, <laughs> and I got bit in the ass. Hey, it happens. Uh, we, that was literally our last week. Like, yeah. We got aggressive with some picks. And honestly, we, we Ty got of- aggressive with a pick that I tried to talk him out of, the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, if it weren't for COVID, it probably would have been a decent pick. So I think that game's a lot closer last night. Oh, yeah. Newton agreed. Plays. Agreed. Yeah. Bill Belichick knows how to was, he knows how to play Pat Mahomes. Right. I mean, no, I was for sure. Taking myself as soon as I saw that Cam was out because obviously we recorded yeah. the podcast. But you can't and predict was, that. Yeah, exactly. And then as soon as that, that happened, I was like, man, I, I knew I missed that pick. But I mean, I saw with I, I, what I saw the Patriots when it, when they ran with Cam and Bill Belichick's way of shutting down Andy <laughs> Reid. Um, not even shutting down Andy Reid because obviously Andy Reid has been the winner over him for the last couple of years. Um, going back to I guess playoffs the year before with a sketchy call um when it came down to it bill belichick will take out two to three options on the chiefs now they do have the depth to get through to that third and fourth option and have them be successful because that's when you're talking about like games that have like the shermanator scoring and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) but when it comes down to belichick yeah it's kind of that end of the game and then Mm -hmm. i mean there was what 14 points in yeah. Two minutes or in like four minutes yeah. or something like that. Yeah, very, yeah, very short. By, by the way, that, that Sherman play, it was called uh, the smoke, smoke Sausage was the name of the play. <laughs> and the touchdown to Eric Fisher was called Jesus. Catch and Release. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I, I literally heard those words from, from Andy Reid's mouth on the radio the other day. Yes. Like, That's awesome. Anyway. But with that, I actually update the overall standings. Uh, Duncan fell uh, one spot behind Ty. I'm actually tied with Duncan. We're both 16 and 8. Ty is seventeen and seven. I like to keep it interesting, so you know, a lot, a lot of season. <laughs> that's why. That's you why you pick the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been that. Well, we've been within two games this whole. I mean, oh, it's yeah. what? Yeah, that's competitive. Yeah. Four yeah. weeks in now. Yeah, and it's been it's been good. Yeah. Turns out we know our stuff, but we're also kind of a little bit arrogant idiots. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like to make some stupid picks. I feel like picks. I maybe have one arrogant? of those picks this week. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> uh, but getting into this week's. Uh, we have on Thursday night, we have Bears versus Bucks. Uh, Sunday night, Vikings versus Seahawks. Monday, 
Chargers Saints, and then the afternoon games that I picked for us to the most interesting afternoon games, in my opinion, are uh, Colts Browns, Bills Titans, and Chiefs Raiders. So starting with Thursday night, I have the Bucks taking down the Bears because I'm in on the Bucks in that one too. Yeah. I'm going Bucks. I, mean, I think the, I think we saw last week. I mean, let's I, have a guest pick. Let's do that too. Are you guys doing, not doing the spread? No, not even, no, no. We, okay. don't, we don't cut. It's straight up pick. I mean, good for you guys on not being full degenerates. That's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, Maybe so, if we need a tiebreaker in the last <laughs> week, we'll start doing spreads there. But <laughs> yeah, we've and, uh, and like we've been, pre- I've been pretty solid. Like, we, I, we've all been yeah. pretty solid against the spread because like so, that's where it comes down to the points, and we usually discuss it. But. Here's something to take into consideration. Last time we remember Big Dick Nick walking in and playing Tom Brady yeah. took him down in a Super Bowl. So true. Yeah, I'm still going with Tom Brady. Yeah, but. I was gonna say uh, the the Eagles were maybe a little bit more talented than the Bears. So. When, the, yeah. when the Bears started out three and zero, it was definitely one of those things where you're like, oh wow, and like we had to mention it last time where we picked that game, yeah. and we even said like this game feels the worst of them all mm-hmm. because it was the Colts and the Bears, and we necessarily didn't believe in either team, and we thought that like, oh, you know what, the Bears are gonna pull this one out, and then they just looked like garbage. Oh, it looks like the Bears. Like who, <laughs> like who we Bears. thought they are, who yeah. we thought they were. Yeah, they are. Uh, actually, that's the, the that same was, team that Dennis that Green was, was talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, the, yeah, the Bears completely expose themselves for exactly who they really are. Absolutely. And I mean, you look at you look at some of their wins. Yeah, people, oh my God, the Bears are 3-0. And you look at two of their victories are two of the most flukish victories you will ever see right. in, in this entire season. I don't want to talk about it. I know, buddy, I, <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. About it. DeAndre Swift should have just caught that ball. I, I don't that want was, to talk that about was innocent. Sorry. I don't want to talk about it. Are uh, you a Lions fan? I'm a Lions guy. Oh, look at that. Look at that. He's, He's got Detroit. the Red Wings on. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was He's born Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Born and raised Detroit. Detroit. Um, oh, man. I uh, big Lions guy. And That's the fact that we sad. let 17 points come back to that team Not and all. see what they are. I just, I, uh, you know what wasn't a knock on DeAndre Swift going into the, com- or into the draft or pass anything? Pass catching. Catching the ball. He didn't drop a single pass his last year at yeah. Georgia. That's in retirement. I was I was it's really like excited during the draft. Lions just like, rubbed off on him. I almost yeah yeah. I almost texted Unreal. you when when I saw because it was one of those it was early on on Sunday and I saw oh my gosh the Lions are fourteen nothing. I almost texted you. I was like, this yeah. would be a this this is just going to go downhill if I text yeah. him. The, and the then it went stat. downhill without me having to text you. Yeah. So. The uh, streak stat is uh, Lions are one of the only teams in football that have been up by fourteen points uh, for the past six games and lost oh, the games. Man. So it just kind of goes to show. And then it's like one yeah, of the things. At least not the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. They don't have the Browns hang 50 on them. Yeah. Uh, oh. 49. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh, oh. Sunday night game, though. Uh, Seahawks and Vikings. I'm going Seahawks. Never I, been a believer in Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought Houston was definitely showed that they were really, really garbage this past week. Yeah, um, they got their coach fired. Exactly. <laughs> we'll mention that one later. Before Adam Gaze and Dan Quinn, he got yeah. fired. But yeah, which is <laughs> which is the shocking stat that should be we should really talk about. The two leaders in the clubhouse were getting fired were for Gaze, Quinn, and then the third one would be. Patricia, and then it was Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien's the one that goes first. Yeah. But I never believed in the Vikings because of this, because their defense has been so poor, and they really haven't showed out that much. Mm-hmm. And they did show out this week, but I think it was against a far inferior opponent, which um, I think that the Seahawks are going to be winning and this even game. Then, because and even then, Houston was kind of in it for a like, yeah. It was in it for a while. Like, yeah, they were always like eight points back, even when they scored. Yeah. But they were in it, and yeah, I just can't believe in the Vikings yet. 
I want to pick Minnesota just because that little like that. There, there's that. I'm not picking Minnesota. Don't you dare All put right. that down. It's on the list. It's on the list. Oh, it's on list. Uh, but no, it's 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 Seattle. Absolutely. I mean, do you have a pick for that one? I mean, I, I'm with you guys on both of them. I I, I think both those games are pretty. Uh, Got to go uh, one way. Yeah. I mean, Russell, Russell Wilson is just on another level right now. Like, he's having one of didn't, those. Didn't have a great special. game, but had a great fourth quarter. The, and the, that's when they needed it. Matters. Exactly. And, and Russ Cook and both, uh, we mentioned earlier. Say that again. Uh, Let Russ they, they let Russ Cook, yeah? Oh, yes. Duncan and I were talking earlier today that both of your, like, star QBs had a bad week, and that was Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson. Sure. But they still both got the job done, and that's what right. you rely on for your bad quarterbacks. Yeah, and that's or that's what separates like a good quarterback from an MVP caliber yes. quarterback. Right, is even when you have a down game, you come you come through and it matters. Mm-hmm. And I was actually later we'll get into the MVP yeah, we'll, we'll race, talk, and that's we'll exactly that why those yeah. guys are in that race. Yeah. But uh, Monday Night Football, Chargers Saints. I think the Chargers are due. They've man. been so competitive. Justin and Herbert is playing out of his I mind. Love him. I they leave I hated him. I did not see that coming. Oh no, no, like we because we did a draft show. That was the first show we did, yeah. and I was all, I was so down. I was very on down on Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. All three of us were. Yeah. No. no, I, no. no. Oh, <laughs> no. no. Was, this yeah. is right there with the lock. <laughs> Drew Lock, honestly. Yeah. Same division of it. I, Every year, there's one quarterback where I'm like, yeah, I don't see it. And honestly, it's still way too early on both of them. One hundred percent. But Locke has had some bad moments. Too. Exactly. But Justin but Herbert, Justin Herbert does look like he has the tool. He belongs. There was, yeah, there was, yeah. A, there was a flash, and the fact that they jumped the Bucks to what they did, and then the Bucks had their fight back. Yeah. There was that one turning point at the end of the game. I think that was that the fumble recovery or the stop on the fourth or something like that. But there was like one turning point, and I'm pretty sure it was not the Damakatsu. And it was just like, oh, they're getting the ball back, and it's going to be top Brady show from here on out. And then boom, well, and, boom, boom. Yeah, and in that in that game too, the there was a half. moment. I think it was right after the pick six, uh, which uh, this is I think four times in the last six games Tom Brady has thrown a pick yeah. six or something yeah, like yeah. that. Um, uh, he holds the streak still. Uh, six games with a, a pick six. No, it's four out of six. Four, four, four out of six, six games. Yeah, uh, but then the, the next drive, he, he dropped like a sixty-yard dime. Yeah. Oh, to, he had an incredible to, yep. and then and then like a twenty something touchdown, twenty something yard touchdown pass. Immediately afterward, again just put it on the money, and it was like, he's forty three. He's not the same guy, but it's still. But he's there. better than it's most guys there. at forty three. Yeah. <laughs> it is still there. Yeah. There's flash. Like the the second half of that game, he had two incompletions, two hundred and sixty eight yards, and like three touchdowns. Like, we're gonna be, we're he still got some, some and that was with and that was without right. OJ Howard too. And that was he threw the touchdown pass so, to OJ Howard. Like Howard I, said, I have the Chargers upsetting upsetting the Saints. I don't think. The I mean, Saints with are the Saints, is, it's all like, is Michael Thomas going to be back? Still going Chargers, sticking to my guns. Yeah, yeah. This is fantastic. This is awesome. That's, that is fantastic beer. Yeah, Travis, that was our brewmaster, yeah. Travis, and beer to stocking, and he grabbed us all uh, a little glass of estate brew. Estate so brew. I believe brew. what ended up happening to the, the finished product, I'm pretty sure he threw some cinnamon sticks in there. <laughs> that definitely comes through on there, yeah. 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 That is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Rough, rough 
rough job we have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a chore. Yeah. So, <laughs> But uh, going back to that game, I think that your old guys, which is your Brady and which is your Breeze, is they're going to have those flashes in games. And so um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with Breeze still trying to write everything, and I'm going to go ahead and go Saints on this one. I'm also going Saints. Uh, I, I just – I, I, it's just I, I think that just, I think the Saints are fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. And <laughs> I, I do want to go Chargers. <laughs> I do. I think but, it's over. Uh, I think it's over for the Saints. I, I, I do. Can, I, I completely do agree with that, and I, I do think that they're done. One of the few things about the NFL that you can count on is that there are X amount of teams that didn't make the playoffs the year before that are somehow going to barge through. Sometimes it's a team getting really good. Sometimes it's a team just miraculously hitting a wall because of one great player finally right. going over the hill. Right. Right. And so you have you have yeah. bucks surging, you, I'm assuming, in New Orleans tanking. Yeah. Are, yeah. Is anybody Fair. else kind of getting close to the – and I know he's played, like, decently well, but it's still, like, you watch Drew Brees play and you're like, it's, it's not, not the same it's guy. It's not. No, it's I, not. I, I, uh, are, are you, on the, are you guys on the yet. Mina Kimes train? Start Jameis. Oh, I'm yeah. kind of getting close to the start Jameis train because I want to see Jameis. With I'm LASIK. not ready to go there. Jameis with LASIK. Jameis has needed new eyes since college, <laughs> yeah. and he just got it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not there yet, but I'm leaning there. But that's also because Drew Brees did have a good second half when sure. they came back, and that's and they're going to put it in the. Will he have a good flashes. second flashes. half of the season as a Who forty-something so. year old? Right. That's where I'm at. Uh, First of our afternoon games on Sunday, uh, Colts and Browns. I have the Colts. I'm still salty about the Browns this past week. I have the uh, Browns. I'm sure you're taking the Browns, tie. I have the Browns. Uh, yeah, they looked good this last week, but they played a historically bad defense. I know, I know they did. We'll get Colts. into that in a little bit. We'll I, go Colts. Uh, you're going to go Colts? Yep. I'm taking Browns this week. Um, and this is another, like, I, I think close matchup. I also think they're just, like, the Browns are just I better. think this is, like, you're looking at, like, tier four teams competing where it's, like, who's going to be the king in, the, in like, the, the fourth tier, fourth or fifth tier. Uh, teams are going to make the playoffs but not be those complete. You should just call that, like, second tier if they're in the playoffs. Well, no, I mean, I have my, I have my thing. Like, How many tiers do you have where well, it's, like, playoff teams are in the 37 tiers? There's, like... So there's like two teams per tier. Yeah, no. So there's like two, like there's two elite teams, and there's at least one elite team. And that's who's, who's the other elite team? Uh, I I really liked what I saw from the Packers last night. Um, and so Bears. yeah, I was going to say, and I, but honestly, it's between this, the I Packers and the Seahawks. They keep on flipping in and out of those tiers, and then the next one is like the big one that has like the Ravens, the Seahawks, the. Uh, that's the second tier? Yeah, that's the second tier. And you just named three. Okay, so two teams in that. Yeah, but there's also, uh, in that one, I also have the Bills and uh, Bills, Steelers. Jeez. Yeah, that, and then this, the third tier. Yeah, sorry. That's too many tiers. It's I don't not. care. It is. <laughs> Seriously, write them out. 37 tiers. All right. 37 tiers. 37 tiers. We will post Only that to the Facebook page. One more see, tier than he has. I want to see as high as tiers to where playoff teams are in fourth tier. He has, he, has 37, <laughs> he has 37 tiers in this. Can and we he has just bump the fourth to tier to the third tier? No. Why? No, because they're just not complete yet. Uh, all right. I mean, I, I, I would take the, the Colts in this matchup. I just think that, yeah, I just think overall roster's more talented. I think they're in the, like, the, the, the third tier. I don't believe in Baker yet. So. I really don't. He didn't really have to do a whole lot against No, and I, cause I, and I, I texted you the most during impressive the game. play wasn't, was, passing play was thrown by a wide receiver. By Jarvis, <laughs> yeah, lefty, too. That was money. But, yeah, because I texted you guys during the game, and I was like, <laughs> yes. Oh, for sure. But I, but I mean, is a defense. 
I made the point sure. to you guys. I was like, who, who would have thought it would take playing the Dallas defense for Baker Mayfield to figure out that you've got Odell freaking Beckham right. at receiver. Well, a healthy Beckham. With but. some of the stats I'm going to throw your way in a Uh-oh. little bit, it, I mean, yeah, oh, that's the defense to show it. Um, but moving yeah. on, uh, Bills, Titans. I got the Bills. Not overly sold on the Titans this year yet. And the Bills burned me, burn me a couple weeks in a row, so I'm, I'm on the Bills train. The Bills are going to win the AFC East, right? Oh, absolutely. I think hands down. Uh, I don't think it's hands down because Bill Belichick and Cam Newton are still a very good, very good. Hey, and they're yeah, still, they're still Sam Darnold and Adam Gase, too. I mean, everybody watch out. I just think that <laughs> I, I think a lot of people don't give – Bills sometimes the credit that they deserve, and I, I especially like. That's fine, but they've beaten two bad teams. They should have lost to the Rams, and they won this past week. And we'll still but, see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, we'll is, still see. But and, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm they higher on the Raiders now from after after watching them play, and I think the Raiders did stick with them for a very long time, and then eventually, yeah, the Raiders ran suck. The, bus off. the Raiders gonna Raider. Yeah, Raiders but that's why yeah, one I'm, good game. I have Bills. Uh, you got the Bills in that. We well, have the pen. No what do the Titans like do, though? Like, what? How does this work? You said Bills? They said they hadn't had any new positive Zero tests test for today. two days in a row. Yeah. yeah, so they're good. It's just new positives. Yeah. But so you only, the people who you tested have to positive just two. aren't involved? Yes. As it stands now, Wait. if you test positive, you're not involved. Mm-hmm. So you have two days. Oh, two negative tests. Two negative tests. Gotcha. Yeah, and they're basically speculating that asymptomatic people... Can get over it faster. This is why I didn't play fantasy this football. This is for also money the this reason year. why I don't smart. know if this is all going to work. Because I saw Adam Schefter's report last night that the tests for the Chiefs and the Patriots didn't even come back until they were already playing. Mm-hmm. So they were like, yeah, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, get on the plane and go. Yeah, you pass this one. Then we got to test you again. Hopefully you pass that one. But we won't know until after the game. So hopefully we're good. I just don't think it's a good process. I don't. I, don't. I think, no, it's I really think this is bound to have more and more cases like the Titans hmm. where we're going to have to shut down and I mean, yeah, move Chief, games like, around. It's going to be a nightmare. Chiefs and Patriots got lucky. I mean, yes. this, was, this was uh, That it was only two guys. And it was it's a terrible joke that, you know, we, we, all were, we all were going with the joke. But – when uh, Jordan Tomu tested positive after Cam Newton, I was like, man, he, he was so committed to, to being role. Cam Newton in practice <laughs> yeah. that he went and got COVID as well. Like, my gosh, that, that is method acting. the academy. That's method acting at its <laughs> finest. Like, Daniel Day-Lewis yeah. is like, Daniel Day-Lewis. kudos, bro. <laughs> kudos. <laughs> uh, Duncan, who are you taking Bill's Titans? Titans. I think with a week off, I think uh, they're going to be – I think they're going to be refreshed. I think they're going to be angry. I think they're going to be sluggish, not be able to taste much. I think they're going to be a uh, off. <laughs> is, what I'm, is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking they're going to be a, a little tired. Off. <laughs> yeah, so this is I mean, one of those games you're, where you're, you're probably probably right, but this is you know it was a COVID joke. <laughs> I I realized this, and I'm I decided to just veer away from just it. Just go with it, yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think they're going to come out pissed off, and yeah. everybody's been talking down on them and everything. Like that should have been a marquee game with Pittsburgh, and yeah, I think they're going to come out pissed off, and I think they're in, they're going to show that they are one of the elite teams in the NFL. I hope so. Uh, I mean, God bless everybody who actually gambles on this game. Yeah. <laughs> this is just so, so deep in it. I got to go Bills. I, I, bills. I take the Bills to cover. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just wild. Yeah, and, and, the, and the spread's yeah. growing. 
I also saw, I, I feel like Josh Allen got exposed a little bit last week. And so, or yeah, on he was, Sunday. Still, he like was he, a little banged up after that hit. He was, yeah, he, I mean, he took a bad hit, but yeah. I, you, there's been moments where he's played outstanding football mm-hmm. this year, but there has been moments where you can kind of see, he's like, okay. This, Play action is your friend with he's him. He's not, he's not, the, oh, absolutely. Oh, and we can't, but we've we can't seen moments where it's like, there's the Josh Allen we know and maybe there, not There's well, been but. those moments in virtually every game so far this season. Like, yes, yes. It scares me going forward with them, and that's why I don't pick them. Because Bill Belichick will take advantage of when he makes those Josh Allen mistakes. So maybe and this is the Andy Reid probably yeah. will too. So maybe this is the week with the the Bill Belichick light in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, no, so maybe I, this is the week that they take advantage of it. I was going to say I think Vrabel. That's, that's a good point. I think Vrabel's the next star yeah. quarter or uh, star head coach. Yeah, star quarterback. So oh, star star quarterback. Yeah, He's coming back. Corner. Yeah, <laughs> man. All right. Finally, uh, every week, obviously, we're picking the Chiefs game. Uh, Chiefs Raiders. I obviously I'm going with the Chiefs. I told said after two weeks ago that I would yeah. not pick against them the rest of the season because the Ravens decided to just no-show. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the Raiders to cover and the Chiefs to win. Okay. But I'm going with the Chiefs. I really so I'm thought. tie like, down on both lines. <laughs> it, was, it was almost like, <laughs> and Duncan's going to jump over the table and tackle Ty. Uh, yeah, Duncan obviously is going Chiefs. I don't even need to ask. Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, Chiefs. It's, it's a clean sweep that. of Chiefs. I appreciate that. I think we've Thank all you. been burned by the Chiefs, well, besides Duncan because he's a homer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am a massive homer. This is, it. This is in Vegas? <laughs> no, it's here. No, it's it is here. It's yeah, here. I have yeah. them out of order. Yeah, I wish I wrote, wrote them right. Yeah, uh, that was that was the one thing that I was looking at. I, I felt actually bad about taking the Raiders to cover mm-hmm. when it was the fact that I found out that it was in Kansas City because for, for some reason I thought it was in Vegas too. And I was like, oh, yeah, they'll cover at home. And it's just because even though home field doesn't matter now necessarily, I was like, and the way that they played against the Bills, I was like, cool, I think they can have a shot. To cover, and now I'm just like oh, a little regretting that uh, yeah. that <laughs> getting really amped. Well, and like, oh yeah, it's a high spread. Mm-hmm. Even even when uh, when they were in Philly and Tampa Bay, Andy Reid owned John Gruden. He mm-hmm. just uh, and they're good. They're good. They're good friends. You know, they oh, were together yeah. on the Green Bay staff. Yep. Uh, but no, he 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 just knows John. A John real Gruden. interesting guy that Andy Reid. He likes his cheeseburgers. He likes them well done. He likes them with lots of cheese on them, and uh, he likes them to go, man. I don't see the problem there, man. <laughs> That's uh, it's okay there, man. He likes his uh, he likes his town topic, man. <laughs> Talk of the that's town. Actually, or, or, that yeah, is no town offense. Town that is town my topic. favorite cheeseburger oh, in town too. When, he, when I heard that, I was like, man. Wow. I have some. Wow. Sorry. That's his Sorry. favorite burger. Wow. Town that's topic. Town is topic. His... And it's my favorite burger in town too. I love the I love super thin patties. Sorry, Ty. What, I do like your guys' burger, but it's not my favorite. No, Taps has a great burger. It does have a great burger. Grandstand, also a great burger. So we can, this is. Oh, yeah, Grandstand does a burger. Oh, man. Uh, oh, I haven't do. had that That's, one. I heard about the oh, one. Yeah, so Kelly, 60, the Kelly burger. 66th yeah. and Marion. Uh, yeah, Antioch. Yeah, and Marion, it's Antioch and, yeah. and, and uh, like, Mission Road, or Marion yeah. Road. Marion yeah. Drive, yeah. Yep. I used so to good. Little, little hole in the wall spot. So Ty's old place. Yeah. Like, literally, walked in. I was like, I'm too fat to be in here. This is like an itty bitty spot. Fun fact. One of the two times that I've been inside there, uh, I knocked my soda over their counter, and I was just like, they were busy too, and I'm like, can you just give me a towel? Like, I'll clean it. I feel really bad. They're like, no, it's fine. It happens more than you think. I'm like, that makes me feel worse. That yeah. So shout out to Grantsy, outstanding burgers, great burgers, Uh, and very nice staff. For idiots, because <laughs> they probably have to deal with a lot of us. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, uh, you guys can enter in anyone else. You like? I think three guys have separated themselves in the MVP race. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously at the top. Aaron Rodgers, honestly, yep. inserting himself closer to the top than what you'd think. And Mahomes is right up there too. 
uh, is the three guys who I think are head and shoulders above everyone else. Obviously, people are saying Josh, Josh Allen, Allen yeah. but I want to see it sustained before I throw him into the MVP the race. That I would mention, but it's also in the same fact that I want, like you said, to see him sustain it throughout the second half of the season. For sure. Because you can come out hot, but you can also come out hot playing weaker teams. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's and then when you start getting into the, you know, when you play the Chiefs right. on Thursday night, tentatively, we'll yeah. see. Next, yeah. 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 Three uh, games in 10 days. Three games in 11 days, yeah. yeah. 11. Woo. Let's just get rid of Thursday games. Yeah, I'm I, sick of them. They're terrible. Give us two Sunday night games. Oh, absolutely. I'd be all over I would that. Love that. Absolutely. Give us two Sunday night games. Or yeah, do, the, do the Monday night doubleheader. Yeah, double, like, Monday night doubleheader. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, but I know that specifically Duncan talked about it at the draft, uh, thinking that Rodgers was going to play on another level that we haven't seen from him, and we have seen that from him now. Uh, crazy stat. He said – been on the field for 253 snaps. He has zero uh, turnover-worthy plays this season. Literally no plays where there could have been an interception or fumble. That is not one ridiculous. And because so, we, yeah. we, we mentioned how good you know, Mahomes has been. Right. Mahomes should have had at least two or three picks last night. And then the, the play <laughs> that, that should have been called a fumble – that this is a rare moment where Bill Belichick got out coached yeah. was where you know Andy Reid's and there's like punt go 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 get the, get the punt team out there before Belichick could throw the flag. But in, uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing unfreaking real right yeah. now. And if and it wasn't for Russell Wilson, we'd be saying, "Man, the Packers messed up by taking that quarterback." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Oh, and they showed him during that uh, game last night. Him, Jordan Love, just sitting there on the bench, just yeah, street clothes. Not, and, and also another big thing to mention is they have been out. with They've been out without Devontae Adams uh-huh. yeah, for two weeks. So they've yep. been without their best uh-huh. target. And they put multiple other receivers on IR. Yep. Like, name the receivers. I mean, not, what, don't, Tanyan or whatever? With, oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. I literally multiple times was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I was say, so, yeah, Tanyan is the tight end. I was going to say, but their other third-round draft pick, or whatever, he just mm-hmm. went on IR. I was going to say, can anyone name the two other receivers? Alan Lazard? No. No, he's I, out. He's, he's out. Yeah. Out. Marquez Valdez Scantling. Very yes, right. yes, but yep. One other person besides. I was gonna yeah. say I know Geronimo Allison's not there anymore. No, I don't know. Darius Shepard and Malik Taylor. Those were the two people that Who? summed it up last Darius night. Shepherd. Yes. Darius Shepard. Yes. Darius Shepard was a practice squad player that was promoted on Sunday. He was from a big school though. Who, God, where is he from? Is he an LSU guy? I feel like he might be LSU. Ah, uh, that sounds about. That but sounds like, right. Yeah. And the only reason why Darius Shepard came out was because he's the second wide receiver on the depth chart on the left side behind Devontae Adams, even though Devontae was all over the field. Yeah. And so literally they're like, we have to have somebody that can line up on the left side. And so it was just him out on the left side. But, yeah, I mean, I think that Aaron Rodgers has been liked out. He even got Dude. plays to all those players, mm-hmm. split it, split it, spread it around. And then just controlling the game with you know, Aaron Jones. Oh, Aaron Jones is so good. Yeah, Aaron Jones and, and Jamal that's Williams. Mis- Why the hell did you use a two? I think this is what you were probably just about to say. Yes. A.J. Dillon a one and a two, two when you have the A.A. Rons. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this as an A.A. Ron. <laughs> <laughs> you have the A.A. Rons, and you dr- the first two rounds, you go quarterback, running back. Why? Why? I, I just And, and that, that front office seems to usually d- make smart draft what, moves. And This is what happens when you don't have a real owner and you're – whole ownership scheme is a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. You're all <laughs> losers. That's a good You're not owners. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man, I'm, like, I'm man, all over that. That can keep you warm for the winter in Green Bay, man. <laughs> <laughs> do, they a, do they get a dividend check? No. It's a scam. It's a hot take. And you know what's going to be even what's going to be real fun is when we watch Aaron Rodgers playing somewhere else next year because he's going to be like, fuck you, Green Bay. Like, the Raiders. This is, uh, see, I'm moving away oh, from I mean, this now. I'm going to San Francisco. I was going to yeah, say. I think, I think they're moving on uh, from Jimmy G. Either him or Darnold, I think, is the starting quarterback. Be, in, I mean, I mean be San Francisco, he's got the home thing going on with being from Cal, so comes back close to home or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but Aaron Rodgers is exactly the type of quarterback that somehow ends up in Denver. Oh, Ooh. don't say that to me. I, I just could not. Uh, <laughs> right? I, I, I mean, my prediction Actually, was the division. Yeah. He, and, and, uh, I, and, I, and I liked that because I think it'd be fun to watch But I do think Mahomes, he's smarter but, than, like, Aaron oh, Rodgers man, is probably like, do I really up, want to be coached by John Gruden? No, yeah, I think. And yeah, yeah. I, when it comes to Denver, I also think he would look at that as like, I don't want to go play for John Elway. I, not, no, no, John. John Elway is one of the Unless few professional athletes that if I ever saw him in person, I would actively try to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined my childhood, and he looks like a horse. Yeah. So man, like, man. Uh, kindred spirits. Oh my <laughs> like, that, that, that guy literally made me cry a couple times when I was a kid. Like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would like to punch him in the face. He's yelling at the TV for Willie Davis and fucking <laughs> John Elway ruins it. Old horse face. John Elway ruined a part Mr. of my it's life cousin. by existing because I had to live with two Broncos fans. Uh, at one oh. point. Sorry, Dustin, Dunnick. Uh, that was the worst year of my life. Um, <laughs> it also happened to be the Tim Tebow year. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, the year where they won a playoff game because Tim Tebow threw a five-yard slant that went 80 yards. And it was the greatest pass of his entire NFL career. <laughs> yes, it was. Demarius Thomas just outraced. Yeah. Did Watch he throw as he throws. Pass? As he throws, he beat the Chiefs. He beat the Chiefs that year by throwing the ball. I think thirteen times in that game. He had less than ten. He had a lot of those games. Believe me, I know because I lived with two Broncos fans. That was back when we just wanted one win. Just one, yeah. Yes, yeah. That was you. (laughs) he just. I loved that year too because one of my good friends, Rob, uh, huge Chiefs fan. Just I remember the. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) <laughs> there's, there's a lot. That that year was great, other than the Broncos being in the playoffs, because that was, the, like I said, the worst sports thing that could have happened to me, living with two Broncos fans. But and that's the worst thing that would have happened to you. Like I might. Speaking of worst things that could happen to me, the Cowboys have the hi- most historically worst defense in NFL history through four weeks. Uh, how bad is it? You say? Uh, well, they're giving up about thirty-six point. Five points per game, which is a 584-point pace through 16 games. Uh, for reference, the previous uh, points-per-game worst team or worst defensive team in NFL history uh, was the 1966 New York Giants, who gave up 35.8 in a 14-game season. The most points... Previously, well, I shouldn't say previously because the season still has to play out. Is it bad that I'm shuddering um, every time because I'm expecting the, the 1981 <laughs> Colts gave up 533 Ooh, points, so they're yeah, on track to give up a 50 burger more than that team. In there's, a six, yeah, there's probably college basketball teams that through 16 games haven't scored that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, most likely in the Big Ten. Uh, yeah. Damn it! Yes, yeah, I'm I'm sure. Sure. I was about <laughs> to say. Full circle. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I remember watching a Northwestern versus Wisconsin game a couple years ago that ended at uh, 42 to 35, and I go, you'd rather watch this to one of my friends? You'd rather watch this. And they, they're like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's competitive. The guys really play hard. I'm like, just, Don't just say you prefer a <laughs> game where white me. guys can compete, and that's fine. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Especially given the two teams. It's Northwestern and Wisconsin. Is there two more white teams in America? No. Oh yeah, Northwestern, you're based out of Chicago, and you've made the NCAA tournament once. Once? Once. One single time. How in the actual fuck? At least they – did they win? Yeah, they won a – they won ne- one game. Yeah, Nebraska still hasn't <laughs> yeah. won any. Yeah, they and then when game. they lost, because remember that was the iconic image of that kid just bawling his eyes out. And it's that is one of those. That's one of the best parts of uh, March Madness. Yes. Is the little kids crying. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. Terrible person. But I laugh so hard. The end of the game where they're just like like. Moving the camera, being like, where's the upset Oh, they're thing? looking for where, the kid. Where, so, where so I'm not it? the only terrible person <laughs> yeah. out there. They're looking for the kid. Yeah. So back to how bad the Cowboys are, because <laughs> I like really like to I really, yeah. throw my own team, just, yeah, stomp on them. Uh, they have one player on their defense ranked in the top 35 at his position. Guess who? Gregory? Gregory hasn't played yet, Ty. That's why I, see, I think he's the best in his position. Because <laughs> he hasn't Smith. played yet. No, surprisingly. Who'd you actually, say? It's, uh, Zav- uh, Is it Jalen Smith? Huh? Xavier Jones? Is it, it's not Xavier Jones. Why, why am I? Because I didn't write down his name. Now I'm uh. blanking it out. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, safety. Xavier. Uh, same name as Rhodes? A, McKinney? Xavier Rhodes? He has the same name as a WWE Xavier. Xavier Woods? Woods. There you go. Yeah, that's how I always... With our powers combined. (laughs) I knew that the... We can figure out sports. Yeah, he's ranked 30... He's ranked 35th at his position. He's the only one ranked in the top 35 at their position. So, yeah. So, Aaron, as as a Lions fan, I just want to let you know that you get to this point of acceptance. (laughs) And then you just just stifle it and just push it it down. The only... (laughs) Hey, the only silver lining that I have in this... There's 12 games left, and six are against NFC East opponents. You <laughs> <laughs> get, get to play Washington. I and think the Giants my favorite thing the Eagles. is yeah. the fact that the Giants are 0 and 4, and they are still in real play. Oh <laughs> man, it was everybody's <laughs> in play after after the game on Sunday when they they were sitting there interviewing uh, Carson Wentz, and it was like, "Hey, congratulations! You got a, you're in first place now. One, two, and one. You're in first place." And no, at, at that no, moment, this should Carson not be a Wentz conversation. His entire existence oh, was like it's brutal. Oh man! I would hope Eagles fans thought. Yeah. Rethought this is the least existence. that hey, the at least NFC we can be Sixers ever. Ah oh, shit! Yeah. At least we can be Phillies. Ah oh, shit! But, yeah, yeah, just sorry, Philly. It's bad. It's real awful. You're not greasing it's those poles anytime soon. Yeah. You know how many weekends we've gone already in a f- in four weeks where the NFC? You can say the NFC East did not win a game this season. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, I came the in. NFC East I, won one game this week. I came in. <laughs> I came into the season saying it was going to be the AFC East, and uh, yeah, the NFC. They sure showed me. Goodness. Yeah, yeah the, the AFC East might have two playoff teams. The NFC East shouldn't have any. Yeah. No. Shouldn't it's so bad. Just be like, no, nah, we're good. We don't need that home field game. Give it to our wild. Uh, like, my, my, yeah, like, seriously. My, my my friend Ponch is like, oh, it's going to be. Uh, there's going to be a four-win team that wins that division. I was like, that's not going to. It 
Can it mathematically happen? I don't know. I, I decided I not to, to do that it. math because that would have broken my head. I would. Six wins, out. though? That might be. Because technically, yeah, they, I mean, they could all lose all of their non-divisional games. Mm-hmm. And then what is, that's, I mean, yeah, you could easily work that out for a four team. <laughs> We're gonna, four we like team. A, like a five, six, and three team or something I like hope that. So. Win that would be amazing. Gross. And then watch them go into, like, wherever and win the first round. So what we need from the first, like, uh, big battle, which would be the Cowboys and the Eagles, we need a tie. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I, it's Cowboys I versus Jason Garrett this week. <laughs> and I realize five, six, and three would be 14 games, but that's just how the NFC is, East is. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they just want to cancel two of the games. <laughs> COVID's just going to cancel two of them, yeah. so you're fine. You're yeah. fine with saying that in this, in this year of any. But <laughs> <laughs> speaking of COVID, uh, with the the uh, Patriots Chiefs game, it's fair to say that COVID has officially affected the playoff race. Yep, obviously. We look forward to more of this. Are we? Are we expecting? I'm not going to say look forward to. It, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't. I think but, we do see some stuff, especially like one of the things that I want to kind of talk about is like the Titans, where it's like, yes, they had a bunch of zero tests today, mm-hmm. but like if they don't test, like I think that they should have forfeited last week. Because they were the ones that had the outbreak. They were the ones that had all the issues when it came to it. And they were, got lucky because they had it all happen early in the week. Mm-hmm. So the NFL was like, don't suit up. It's cool. You guys aren't playing this week. We're going to go ahead and postpone. But then the Patriots are like, hey, only one person's tested positive. You guys are playing. Get out on the field and play the Chiefs. And I feel like that was just kind of sketchy, the way mm-hmm. that all kind of paid out. And so it's like, is it going to be more rewarding to have all your players get COVID early in the week so they can push the game back and try to figure some stuff out? But I don't know how it's going to play, plan out. But in the same fact, I do not like the fact that the Tennessee Titans um, basically got a bye week, even though it was early from what they were what they were originally scheduled. I don't like the fact they got that bye week. They got the reset. They're just going to yeah. play the team well, it's, later. It's straight up. It was brought up 18. by one of the Steelers players mm-hmm. that it's just it's straight up not fair that it's like, a why team are, is dictating yeah. their bye weeks. Uh, yeah. It was. It was uh, Eric Ebron because yeah, he was just like, his, I, I'm, I'm going to miss my kid's birthday His party. kid's birthday. They planned it out for their bye week. Mm-hmm. Right. And it happened to fall on that weekend. And now right. he has to mix and it and like, that because yeah, of this. None of us, yeah, none of us tested positive. Why are we being punished? And that's, exactly. and that's exactly why I think I would have made that team forfeit. Forfeit a game. Sorry. Like, you guys yeah. clearly didn't follow protocols to some extent, and you should be punished for yeah, it in some way. No, no I, I, I think that that's fair yeah. for sure. Um, but it's going to be interesting to keep – watch on that because the like i said last night when it came out they're like yeah uh an hour after the game Schefter reported, yeah it's a good thing uh all the players tested negative today i'm like well the game ended an hour ago like and you just got these results back like how how can you justify playing before you get those results Mm -hmm. like it's going to be an issue going forward it's going to be interesting to watch and at some point it might fight them in the Bite them in the ass. It's, like it's going to bite a playoff team in the ass right in the wrong time. They're going to force a game, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy was playing. Oh. 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 Now, oh. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Yeah. I mean, not to bring politics into it at all, but, like, look at the <laughs> Rose Garden thing from the White House last week. How many people have tested positive since that one event? Uh-huh. Yeah. Unreal. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to monitor. Like we said, we don't have any of the answers because we don't know what the NFL standards really are for this because we're learning as we go through reporters telling us after the fact that these players 
are being tested and being allowed to play before the tests come back. I feel like it's probably so, a daily basis at this point now sure. where Roger Goodell sees something just like, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah, moving on to Bill O'Brien got fired. <laughs> uh, like we said, we thought that he would be the, the fourth, fourth of the big four that mm-hmm. should be fired. Uh, obviously, we think our predictions are Gaze, Dan Quinn, and uh, Matt Patricia Christian. all getting fired. Anyone else that you think that – could potentially get thrown into that mix. Ooh. Could a year one Mike McCarthy get fired? <laughs> no. Wow. No, I don't think so. I Mike think Nolan I, could. Yeah. The defensive coordinator. Yeah, but I, I as a Cowboys fan, I, I don't think I don't think McCarthy could. Right. If you if they have another game of giving up forty plus points to well if they give well <laughs> If they give up 50 points to the Giants. Danny Dimes. <laughs> Let's do it. Joe Judge. Joe Judge. Sorry, I, I kept Daily fantasies. If you're uh, looking for values on quarterbacks, Joe Judge, I make sure they're playing list. against Honestly, the Dallas defense. Not so my favorite go. hire from this last year in general, especially, especially with Eric Bieniemy out there. But, yeah, I and I think the Giants are kind of one of those knee-jerk reaction teams now. Like, right. since Coughlin left, they've kind of been like, we don't really know what we're doing, so uh, here throw, we'll throw a Patriot at you. And we're like, <laughs> it's their wide receivers coach yeah, who's never had a head coaching job in his life, and now you're throwing Jason Garrett. Yeah, I think that that's one that could happen, probably won't, but we'll see. I'm going um, to throw one out that it would be the wrong choice, but uh, given how things are going right now in Los Angeles, uh, Anthony Wynn. And they, they would be a huge mistake, but knowing they the, are like, knowing the Spanos family, yeah. yeah. No, yeah and you know, the Spanos family is angry after what happened with you know them trying to share, share a stadium with the Raiders in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And, and Spanos got screwed over by all the, other, the uh, uh, other owners when Jerry Jones literally got them all to go behind his back and do the, the Vegas deal for the Raiders instead. Hell yeah, and brother. So Spanos is something like he's – he like I like he, that would be a knee jerk thing that he would do. Oh, like, oh Anthony yeah. Lynn, you're gone. We're it's we're right there, Ali. we're two in four right now. Blah blah. You're For you're sure. done. Even though Anthony Lynn, I think, is a brilliant head coach. And yeah. the people they should have always fired has been their uh, training staff. Right. That uh, recently yes. punctured Tyrod Taylor's lung. <laughs> and oh, so here's the thing. That's that's a, that's a new training staff. They're, oh really? I sent they this out to fired. them. Yeah. Yeah, the, no, their their they old doctor, their old doctor injuries. is far worse. Yeah. Oh, look in, go look into the Chargers' former we, we, team doctor. Yeah, we we did, yeah, we we did. It's way worse. It gets yeah. way worse. They are just incompetent at picking doctors. Because, yeah. yeah, that their previous uh, one. Yeah, that are you a doctor? No, you want to come be I'm a doctor? Surprised they didn't hire Doc Rivers to be their team doctor. Because <laughs> honestly, he might Doc. be more qualified. <laughs> Lives in Los Angeles. I don't on, see the problem here. And really that brings up a good point week? as an NBA guy. Just random off topic. Is, is Doc Rivers the most qualified team doctor in Philly? Because they're also <laughs> one of those teams. Oh God. oh, God. That might be why they brought him in. He's <laughs> really trying to get as much from one position as possible. <laughs> so, wait, you're not an actual doctor? He's like, no. no. Just the name. <laughs> no, no, no. I'd like I'll to point it. out I'll for the second week in a row, Ty's finished his drinks ahead of anybody else. Uh, like I am. No, not that he's an alcoholic or anything. That's not what we're implying. I'm not an alcoholic. Alcoholics. Last week means. it was three drinks before any of us had finished like half of any of our other ones. Everyone's pretty much done. <laughs> I, you've been done. Yeah. 
close. I moving took on. A, I also took a random sip of Aaron's one earlier today. That was an accident. <laughs> Wait, you took a drink that. of mine? That one, unfortunately, uh, I was sitting right here, and I was like, I was like oh, that's not mine. Uh, I like this one. I'm yep. keeping it. Even if you do, that's COVID. Yeah. I don't care. I will fight you. Uh, college football is kind of taking shape, even without the Big Ten playing. They've got just over three weeks till they start, and then uh, Trey Lance. Uh, Trey Lance, yeah, that's his one game. That's huge. His one game show off. Yeah, his yeah. just declared for the NFL draft. Yeah, he is shocking. around the sixth spot in like most overall prospects third, draft board. Third quarterback, top, quarterback. 10, top, yeah. 10 for top ten, top sure. ten. Yeah, um, arguably the third best quarterback that's in, in this draft class. I would say because oh, yeah, Justin Herbert was the third quarterback in this last draft. I would put Trey Lance above Justin Herbert if they yeah. were in the same class. I so I, I mean, overall for this class, I would maybe take the top three over two of the top three of this last class, or possibly all three. Mm. I think that, honestly, the potential for all three of them mm. is higher than the top three guys in this last class. Tua, Burrow, and I'll maybe agree. I think talent-wise. Talent I don't know about Tua. Like, I think Tua has a pretty high ceiling. Yeah, but the but hip, we have context fair. of the that's hip. Fair. We don't know, right. we how, don't know what that's going to be. Um, it's definitely a blind stab. But for sure. Like, yeah, no, I think Tua's potential is crazy, but with right. the hip issue, I think that the potential for these and guys And he, he's in the right the spot right now because he's oh, yeah. wearing the magic. He's wearing the Fitz magic, Fitz man. Magic. Yeah. Talking, <laughs> the Fitz magic. Talking about some, Did you see this last weekend? Did you some see other quarterbacks that have shined. We've Obviously, we've <laughs> talked a lot about Derek, Derek King out of uh, Miami. Huge Our game boy. against Clemson this week. Yeah. Could be huge for his Heisman candidacy and Miami's potential playoff candidacy mm-hmm. uh i really really want miami to be competitive and yeah. potentially win that game yeah. but the facts are like clemson is just unreal loaded yeah. they have the arguably their best quarterback and running back in program history trevor lawrence is like right quietly now. just crushing well, it i didn't realize well, how insane etn's career is he's averaging 8.5 yards per carry for his career in a power wow. five conference. Like and it's not like he's only getting like ten carries a game, like he or even less than that. Like he's rushing for over eighteen hundred yards a year. It's ridiculous. On a eight point five yards per carry clip. That's crazy. But uh some other quarterbacks I want to talk about that besides the guys we've already talked about, uh Kyle Trask out of uh-huh. uh Florida, Florida. is oh, yeah. on an unreal pace yep. right now. He's, he's ten touchdowns through two games. Florida's looking pretty good. Right up there with Georgia. And the, His interception number is pretty low, too. One. 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 Ten one, to one. Yeah, Dan Mullen's a hell of a head coach. Yeah. I mean, just if, if you have an ounce of potential in your body as a quarterback, <laughs> Dan Mullen will find it, <laughs> and he will bring it out of you. Yeah. Uh, Florida-Georgia, that that rivalry could – Could be very good. Yeah. I mean, it could, defi- it could be the last playoff spot, yeah. honestly. Those two teams – I think are the closest to Bama mm-hmm. in the SEC this year. Uh, Florida, in my opinion, is just a little bit more talented. They yeah. also have a tight end, Kyle Pitts, unguardable. He's 6'6", 240, crazy speed. There's a guy, yeah, there's a guy we'll be talking about in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he'll be, honestly, definitely a first-round pick, in my opinion. Uh, Georgia, surprisingly, their quarterback situation that we were talking about, not either of the two guys that we initially talked about, uh, Mathis right. or, Jan- or Daniels, Daniels yeah. taking a hold of that spot. Daniels <clears throat> was out the first game uh, with an injury. DeMathis took, had a very unimpressive showing against Arkansas. Uh, they put in uh, Stenson Bennett 
a uh, ju- awesome redshirt name. junior. Awesome name. Stetson. Five uh, eleven. Not a big guy. Not mm. highly recruited guy. And through two games, he looks pretty impressive. Mm. I mean, last this past week against Auburn, Auburn. yeah, I was complete Auburn. blowout. Yeah. Moved the offense. It, it I, wasn't. It, it wasn't that it wasn't him, dude. It was right? him. No, yeah, he is. Like, it was. Yeah. It wasn't that they just like, the ball. And know, it's like, not like Auburn's garbage either. I mean, oh, that no. was a top ten. They're a good team. The Auburn only got like six points on them, and I think it was yes, like twenty-seven to six. six. Yeah, yep. twenty-seven to six. But it was like for the longest time, the game was like twenty-one to six, and it was just right. Like, and it was just like we literally are just toying with them. Like, it, you don't have to play. Yeah, and this is something we were talking about, like with because. Auburn might be about to move on from Gus Malzahn. I mean, that's something that, that was I, – I you, threw that you out brought yesterday. That up. Or uh, Saturday, but right. – I brought up the point – Was it really Saturday? Saturday or Sunday. Sa- Saturday or Sunday. But uh, I brought up the point in our little group chat that we do. I honestly think that being reactionary in the SEC is the worst thing you can be. Oh, and I can Especially agree. if you're an upper-tier – middle to upper-tier program mm-hmm. where you're good every two to three years. Mm. If, if you think that unseating Nick Saban is having a revolving door of coaches, that's, that's a, a mistake. There's, one, there's mistake. one coach that can keep up with him consistently, and even he has proven that he can't right. mm-hmm. that consistently, and that's Urban Meyer. Yeah. Yeah. Saban, these, these teams need to realize, like, Meyer can get him for the game. If, if we can the get game. within striking distance and hope that Bama has a little bit of a down year, like LSU just did, because mm-hmm. no one will ever say Coach O is a better coach than Nick Saban. No, oh, no, ever. Okay. Not in the same stratosphere. Had, as uh, he had the most he, just he, perfect situation last <laughs> yes. year. You you get that perfect collection of talent like he had the last year, and uh, Dan Mullen is perfectly capable of getting at Florida. That's yeah. a sleeping giant program. Yeah. That Dan Mullen could be the guy that brings it back to the Urban Meyer levels. Kirby Smart at, uh, at uh, Georgia. I mean, yeah, if he makes the right decisions at quarterback, mm-hmm. which yes. I think a, maybe look, he, he did this time. He did this game, but he hasn't in the past. In yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, Fromm. I'm not, yeah, Fromm instead Eason. of Eason, instead of uh, Justin Fields, who I remembered his name this time, Todd. Like, yeah, like yeah, Kirby yeah. Smart <laughs> is definitely a better coach than, than Orgeron is. And For we sure. saw Orgeron, you know, have that situation. So that's – Absolutely. Yeah, it could definitely happen with Kirby Smart. Yeah, yeah but – the the point is like if if you are legit contenders every couple of years that honestly should be good enough stability is your friend in the SEC and building towards something and actually like unless it's a complete disaster with a coach don't move on yeah no keep them like at least give them 5 to 6 years yes. to build something and that and that's and that's what we mentioned cuz I cuz I threw out I was like you're you're right, absolutely. But here come, here's going to here come the boosters, you know, throwing their millions of dollars around. And exactly. Unfortunately, they have way too much sway. Yeah. And I mean, I was honestly, Georgia's been the team that has embraced that more than any other mm-hmm. program. I mean, they they stuck with uh, Mark Richt. Mark Richt for a long time when a lot of people said, "Oh, just move on." And the stability mattered. Yeah. Right. And you know, having a guy like Kirby Smart that does know Nick Saban, worked under him. I think that they want to build towards that being that program. Yeah. I don't see them moving on from him ever anytime soon, but I could see a Auburn because of kind of what they've done in the last 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overreacting to a bad season. If, if they don't turn it around mm-hmm. after this last game, well, this last week where they got blown out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do want to throw out to one more like SEC team that, well, while we're talking about these ones really good. Tennessee's looking awfully good. 
Like they Tennessee, have, they this, have a good clash. Yeah, clash this of might be that year where Tennessee finally jumps back up. Yeah, I want to. I want to see decades, them. Yeah, they have Georgia. They this have Georgia week. next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Or this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this week's a big week for teams like that. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of like high ranked teams versus like lower top twenty five. That it's going to show a lot of yep. what they have. Um, it's gonna be <clears> obviously, we've already talked about, and that's not even lower top twenty five. But we have the marquee matchup. Miami versus Clemson that should decide the ACC uh, down the stretch. I will have that also game on everywhere in the ACC. An underrated matchup that I think could be a very good game is uh, North Carolina versus Virginia Tech. Sam Howell, oh yeah, who is a kid's, good up and coming. Kid, he's killing it. That yeah. kid is something else. Playing against Oregon transfer quarterback Braxton Burmeister. If you oh, remember okay. him, he did play oh, yeah. a few games for Oregon a few uh-huh. years ago. Grown up a little bit. Virginia Tech's a little bit better of a system for him, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Florida versus A and M, uh, like I said, Kyle Trask just let's playing out of his mind. Yeah, he continues that. They're going to gonna smoke A and M. A and M's a I joke. So. I hope yeah, so. I, I I wonder where uh, one thing that I kind of want to look up now is I, I wonder where Kyle Trask is in the uh, whole Heisman hype. I don't know, but uh, yeah, just kind Kyle of Trask just versus Kellen Mond. That's yeah. actually a bigger matchup quarterback wise than what you think. I just don't put a lot of stock in uh, Jimbo Fisher at this point. I think. Fair. After he lost Jameis, I think Jimbo Fisher just has completely fallen off. I think he, like... I mean, you won, you game, look at how you won bad, games with E.J. Manuel. True, but you look at how bad Florida State is now. I put yeah. most of it on Jimbo Fisher. Uh, Willie Taggart did... I mean, Jimbo Fisher gave up, for sure. But Willie Taggart was a disaster. Oh, no, he was. But it was you could tell it was something with, under Fisher, especially at the end. Like, the players it's, just ran ran. It's, it's, it's crazy. Because that, that Florida State-Miami game, there's certain positions where you're like, man... Those players are really talented, and they're like, they don't give a shit. No, they don't not really at all. give a crap about not at all. playing Mike, hard at all. Like it sucks. Mike Norvell is up against the wall. Man. Yeah, he's behind the eight ball. Yeah, it's a it's going to be a tough one. Then we got the probably the Red River rivalry Dude. game that has mattered the least of any <laughs> in I got a long so time. So angry over the weekend watching watching the K State game and and whatnot, and they kept on doing their Fox and. Red River Shootout, nine Texas and against eight Oklahoma, or 18 Oklahoma. Like, this is, by the time the game actually happens, it's going to be like 21 Texas and unranked Oklahoma. This is what's going to happen. Those happens. two teams are an absolute disaster. I just, I honestly can't wait for Oklahoma to win this game so that Texas has a two game skid and Oklahoma has a two game skid. Yes. Like, that's, like, that is what I'm looking for. The Big one. 12 has like, eliminated <laughs> itself from the playoff. <laughs> <laughs> no one else had to do anything. And just the team that wanna, That is how, Duncan, this is how you get the Pac-12 in the playoff. No, right. I, I, I literally texted a friend that. Right. I was like, this is, I was like, because of this, a 7-0 and a, a Pac-12 team is going to end up in the playoff. And right. This is, this is absolute dog shit. Like, yeah. I cannot believe how bad this, I, Iowa State's not even that good. I mean, yeah, uh, Brock someone, Purdy is good. But. Someone said they have the best defense in the Big, big 12. I'm like. Still gave up 30 points mm-hmm. to a not good Oklahoma team. Yeah. Like. And I lost two weeks in a row. They might I, lose three weeks in a row. Yeah. They could lose. Like, I had a, and I had a friend text me, too, and I was like, oh, well, there goes, you know, the Big 12 shot at, uh, at, the, at the playoff. And can, no, 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 K-State's going to win out. And I was like, we lost Arkansas State. We're not, yeah, we're not going. No, and, and even K-State struggled this weekend. Yeah. Even K-State, well, the this Big is 12, my, like my idiot friend. So, I, like, I love him, but the, he's, The yeah. Big 12 is not making the playoff this year, barring the Pac-12 or the SEC number two. 
Big Ten number two and the ACC number two all losing three I mean, plus games. Unless Oklahoma oh, State, that's, that's the only there way. There has to be so many losses on every. Like, yeah. like there has to be like no team that goes. Un- right. No. Unless Oklahoma you can State make it with one switch, loss, which won't happen. But there's I. No, there's no. Gundy way. teams do not do not have Oklahoma that extra gear. flipping the switch doesn't matter. They've lost two games in a row. No, no, no. I said Oklahoma State. I oh, said oh, right, yeah, yeah. barring Oklahoma State flipping yeah, the switch. Right. But yeah, Gundy they're, teams they're don't the tend only to do that. Chance. Yeah. And so, and because even the, the K-State game, I mean, they, they pulled it out against but, Texas Tech, but, but that was frustrating before, in itself. Especially when it comes to Oklahoma State. Um, nothing against they Devin. Always. Devin knows this. Yeah. They always choke. Yeah. And that's, and that's like, Thank God. They had that, that got games the in 2011. Yeah, they got us the, the playoff. Thank God yeah. they choked in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, sorry, Devin. I hate to say that, sorry, but buddy. thank God. Yeah. Because if they, if we didn't get an all uh, all SEC national title game, we don't have a playoff right yeah. now. Right. Period. And it was yeah. the most boring game ever. I do want to throw out since we're talking a little Big 12, Deuce Vaughn. The running, the fresh, true freshman running back for uh, K State is because I kept, wait, I kept a, talking to people and was like, "Oh, this kid's gonna be a star." It's not gonna be a, anymore. He is a star. A huge K State fan that is one of my bar regulars actually, actually told me that you guys redshirted a guy who actually is consider was considered a higher recruit at running back than Deuce Vaughn. Yes. Oh wow. So their running back depth chart next year is going to be insane. K-State, yeah, K-State has yeah, Deuce Vaughn. We have, uh, there's Jacardier Wright, who he's like 6'2", 210, like big kid, physical runner. And then they have another small guy like Vaughn, who's like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, Keon Mosey. And just speed, speed, speed. Mm-hmm. And this is, I, they, they just extended Chris Kleiman. They gave him a six-year extension, I think $25 million. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Th- this, this is like, and I, absolute homer, you know, but I, like, I could not be more thrilled with the state of the K-State program, football program right now. Yeah. And, and it sucked. It sucked on Saturday, Washington, because we may have seen the last of Skyward Thompson. He took a nasty shot. Yeah, it was a uh, collarbone, right? The guy, I, it was either collarbone or, or shoulder, because he literally, like, the coach was holding his arm as they walked into the locker room. And it was a dirty hit. Like, yeah. the guy got tossed for targeting. It was one where he didn't just lower That's the helmet. He launched the crown of the helmet into Skyward Thompson's well, shoulder. Did he already redshirt? Yes. Yeah, he's a yeah, fifth-year guy. He's a fifth-year well, guy. Well, the thing that I sent you guys last night, does that that could help him. Well, and, oh, that's possible. The, the rule that they're recommending get passed where basically any student athlete that has played throughout the pandemic is basically going to probably be given an extra year, year of eligibility, well, misses the whether season, you yeah. played or not. Yeah. Yeah. So they even said that Luca Garza could get another oh, year yeah, for yeah. Iowa. And he's a senior this year, so you know, and, that and, could help. And the only the only question I have with that is, it'd be awesome to get a sixth year for Skyward Thompson uh, yeah. and see him have one more opportunity for sure. But K State had, uh, and this is something that you and I have talked a lot about because it's, he's a he's a kid playing in Iowa, well, trying to play in Iowa right now. Yeah, he's still not uh, playing. Four star recruit Jake Rubley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's it's I don't did we did we talk about it last week? I don't think. Oh we did. no! And since yes, yeah, uh, that they suspended basically all the players. Yeah, except for so, uh, actually, so uh, the a kid, lot of Arlen to fill you in. This is something where it was a lot of uh, because of a lot of the uh, states and cities and whatnot across the nation. Colorado did in this case uh, shut down high school sports uh, for, for the for the fall, and so the K State had a, a four star recruit a quarterback in Colorado. They moved to Des Moines, and because Iowa was allowing uh, uh, fall sports, and he played three games. 
And then all of a sudden, the uh, Iowa uh, Athletic Commission came in and said uh, all these guys are ineligible. Everybody who had transferred out of state is ineligible. And actually, a local kid, it was uh, Kansas. Arwen Bruce the fourth. Arwen, Arwen Bruce the fourth. He's yep. going to the University of Iowa. Uh, transferred to a school, and from the beginning, they ruled him ineligible. He was uh, the Kansas high school player. He was of the, the Kansas year City high school player yeah. of the year. Yeah, he, he was, was a stud. And he finally got to play like, this and, last and week. His dad played and in the NFL. Like, he's, man, he's I can like tell a, you exactly why he is. He he was. He's going. He can to be make cuts. And he's playing wide receiver, but he, yeah. the way he makes cuts as a as a running back, I'm like. And he was a quarterback at Away the North. Like he was right. a star. Yeah, he's a running back at Ankeny, and he's going to play wide receiver at Iowa. But man, that kid can play. And so there, and there, so he got he got finally ruled eligible. But yeah, that's something they ruled everybody else ineligible. This kid, so this kid Rubley for K State, there was a a, one national writer who went to uh, uh, saw the uh, a quarterback camp in Georgia Mm -hmm. before the pandemic, and when they came away, and people said, "Oh, who who looked good? And who who stood out?" And he said, "Everybody knows, you know, the kid's going to go to Clemson. The kid's going to go to Alabama. The kid's going to go to Georgia." And he's like, "The the person who." He's like walking away from this. The person who people are going to be shocked about in two years is this kid who is a K State commit, Jake Rubley. Mm-hmm. And like, the people are going to be like, how the hell did everybody else miss out on this guy? Yeah. And a- so, this is something where I have said, uh, and I pose to both of them, uh, and it's, this is just an idea theory, but if he does get ruled ineligible, graduate at semester, go and enroll at K State in spring. Yeah. And get, get, get a leg up on the job. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I I'd lo- again, I'd love to have Skyward Thompson back, but a kid like that, yeah, but go then get you it, can- man. You can potentially redshirt Rubley, and again, I'm very happy about the state of the KC yeah. football program. Yeah, like yeah. it's no matter what, you're in a good position there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to touch on any of the MLB before we wrap up here? Uh, I mean, we have got a pretty uh, good matchup. I think tonight is it Clevenger um, and uh, is it Clevenger Kershaw or I can't remember who it's. Uh, I think it is Clevenger. I think I think so. Yeah. Um, I would say. Yeah. I mean, just touching on that. I mean, we. Uh, Honestly, for um, hockey, we're now in, like, full draft mode. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of it is just, you know, what are your prospects? Who's showing out? And it's still clear that, you know, Alexei Lafreniere is going to be the number one yes. overall draft pick. Um, and he should be. He's, you know, hands and shoulders above the rest. But in the same fact, it's still – I think it's pretty close when it comes to, like, your mm-hmm. your entire draft class this year, uh, which is going to be pretty fun to watch. Uh, from there, MLB is just kind of starting the second rounds. I think we had a Houston uh, – Houston, Houston, Oakland, last, and – this should be the American League in particular. Yeah. I think is going to be a lot of fun. You got Yankees, Rays, and, and A's, Astros, yeah. and like a lot of bad blood, yeah. a lot of really bad blood between all those teams. Yeah, and even like in the and uh, in, in the NL, I honestly really love the Marlins and the way that they were playing. Like the Marlins ball, like I I know we made fun of the Marlins for so long going mm-hmm. into the season, but I really like the way they're playing, and I could see they're, winning this. It's it's amazing it's amazing to think in the National League. Yeah, you got both the Marlins and the Padres, and yeah. the Padres might be the most fun team to watch in baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. it doesn't take long, and as soon as their Fernan- connects, they connect. Fernando Tatis Jr. is just that through, kid is ridiculous. They just went through the Cardinals, and they historically always lost. <laughs> uh, sorry, St. Louis. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, nobody's think, oh, nobody's sorry. No. Not a single but, one of us is that sorry. Like, Dropped game one and it looked bad, and, and they just came out and their bats hit and they started connecting and they just started playing baseball and mm-hmm. there it went. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like the Marlins a lot, so we'll see. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, Thomas, I, thank you so much for having us. Uh, it was a blast. 
a sweet ass beard. mask that he is rocking right there. Oh, that's that's yeah, pretty yeah, spectacular. Yeah. We'll have you on again. Yeah, we'll for sure. We'd and I'm legit a Cavs fan, like Jetty Osmond, Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, like can actually name well, the players off the bad teams. I, I, know I knew one of those you guys. were when you were <laughs> still rocking Cavs gear instead of Lakers gear. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. yeah I have a Lakers shirt. It was a gift. <laughs> <laughs> kind of obligated yeah. at that yeah. point. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. But thank, thank you so much for having us. Uh, yeah, thank you, guys. We're looking forward to doing more brewery tours and – or uh, brewery podcasts, yeah. drink torn uh, label. They, they, absolutely, this, this both of these beers that I had today, just fantastic. Yeah, one, by far one of my favorite breweries in the city. I know same for you guys, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough for having us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming by, and uh, I look forward to seeing uh, which one of my friends out in the Kansas City beer scene <laughs> you guys end up talking to next. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to absolutely. a lot of that. Thank you. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's uh actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you fifteen percent or more." But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money. Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 911, what's your emergency? Senora, ¿me está diciendo que un tren le pegó a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que sería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después... ¡Ay, Dios mío, qué horror! No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto, el tren no para. Mensaje de Nitsa.